0: Hundred eighty-five miles south a hardcore
1: punk rock podcast
2: hey guys uh the pod this week was really fun trying to uh show some love to the road crew um all the roadies out there helping out um just really keeping things going for the bands so i uh, had on a uh, a plethora of dudes that I love and respect. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, if you want to support the podcast, please like, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the podcast. Um, you know, share it on social media. Call up your buddies. Tell them, uh, you know, something you enjoy listening to, if you do. Um, and also, please consider becoming a Patreon. Um, that helps out immensely. That's at patreon.com slash 185 miles south. And uh, you can donate a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, whatever you can afford a month to uh, keep the show going. And, uh, you know, also, you can cancel anytime. I won't be offended. I really appreciate all the help and support everyone gets, all the positive uh, things people have said. And I hope you enjoy this. I'll keep doing it as long as you guys. Continue continue enjoying it, um, or until I get sick of it, fuck it. But anyway, here is the Road Crew Podcast. This episode, we're doing a We Are The Road Crew special episode. We are the Road Crew. We got uh, Albert Moshard, who has toured with... Well, he dropped out of high school to tour with In Control in the year 2002, then he went on the road with No Motive. And then who did you do after No Motive?
3: The Warriors.
2: You did The Warriors after No Motive?
3: Yep. And then I did uh, this band from Australia called Day of Contempt. Okay. Then after them, I did a band called Tiger Army.
2: Yeah? That's when you, that is your jump to professionalism?
3: Yeah, that was my jump. And then I did uh, RX Bandits and a bunch of different things after that. Did The U's, did... I've done the Decemberist. Uh, currently doing the band Mogwai from Scotland mm-hmm. whenever they come out to the US and uh, touring right now with uh, John Bellion. And then who was who the guitarist guy?
2: Wasn't there like a Latino guitarist dude?
3: No? No, that was Thorns. Oh. Uh, uh, you guys were talking about Thorns before. He's the one that did. Uh, I know, we gotta get Thorns on here too. Rodrigo, uh, Robin Gabriella or
2: whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we also got Luis, and he's the uh, the roadie for Take Offense, and also the uh, painter here at Max Woodco. <laughs> <So, laughs> and uh, have you only toured with Take Offense? You done roadie for anything else? Uh, I've done other like local bands and stuff. Uh,
4: P.S.O. was like the first band I ever toured with, and then um...
2: shout out P.S.O. You want to tour with P.S.O.
4: Yeah, that was like the first tour I went on was with them. Where did the tour? Uh it was just like a US tour.
2: But you did full US? I don't I don't know if it was full
4: US. It was like I have to look at the
2: Lean forward a little bit. <laughs> I have to
4: look at the um Itinerary or whatever it is. Itinerary. Itinerary. Yeah. Um but I think it was mainly just like a... it was like a West Coast tour. Yeah. I think, like, the, we went, like, Texas and Arizona
2: and Oregon. Well, you can't remember if you were in New York yeah, or not?
4: No, no, I'm pretty sure I wasn't. That's why I was just, like, but I, I wasn't sure if we, like, I'm pretty sure Texas was the farthest they went.
2: Yeah.
3: Hey, fucking Google, where was my tour? <laughs> hey, no.
2: Well, Luis helped me clean out my attic the other day, and he was tripping because I found an old Inca itinerary. It's, yeah. like, basically all the directions, like... Yeah. written out for every show and that's yeah, like i remember that that was like something that does not exist anymore no,
3: absolutely not we had directions <laughs> from each club leaving your house to yep. every single club
2: yeah it's like and it was club to club too so like to fill in the gaps you had to use like the fucking guide yeah like the big guide the or roadmap. like roadmap yeah and you get free maps at, at AAA and shit but uh a fucking different time now we were super blessed that we toured after MapQuest was out yeah, you know, but even MapQuest was in its infancy then because like a lot of times it would take you to this like city center if you're going to like a smaller town and then also like it wouldn't suggest shit. Like do you remember that one time we were we thought we were playing Houston and like I think whoever was in charge of that day we like went to Houston but we were supposed to be in La Porte, which is like a Houston suburb. So we ended up in the fucking ghetto, like, in this laundromat. And we're like, I think that's where we're playing. And it was, like, feasible because it's like, well, we've played places like that yeah, before, you yeah. know? But uh, we're like, no, this address isn't right. And then, like, we called someone. They're like, dude, you guys are, like, 30 minutes away from the show. Like, get on the freeway, you know? Yeah,
3: how was That might have been right before me. Nah, you would have been okay. there
2: because it was, like, that was 03. That was, like, our best tour. That was the okay. final Tony tour, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we played with... Uh, uh pride kills yes in okay. laporte yeah. and like because they were all fired up like oh you guys covered Gigi allen let's go for it yeah you know so luis i'm sure you want to go home so you want to tell your your road story um i'm going through my phone seeing if i have a if i
4: have any other
2: ones <laughs> <laughs> okay so albert let's just start like with talking about your journey so who are you dude you're just like a dude that grew up in Nard, huh?
3: Yeah, I'm just a gr- dude that grew up in Nard. I kinda hung out with uh a few of the hardcore kids that grew up with Danny Lopez, skateboarding and stuff. He's the one that got me actually the first like few hardcore tapes. Uh huh. You know, he had a buried live seven inch, he put that on tape for me. Yeah. You know, a couple other random stuff. So that was my first taste of hardcore before I And you're how old now? I'm thirty four. Okay. And at this point, I was 14.
2: Yeah, so like freshman?
3: Yeah, so he was doing all that, and then I ended up... You know, he was playing Whatever It Takes, mm-hmm. so I ended up meeting... Shout out Whatever It Takes. Yep. Mosh hard for Oxnard. Ended <laughs> up meeting uh, Milo and uh, Javier and that whole crew.
2: Yeah, it was like the crew, like uh, a tiny generation younger than me. Actually, maybe not. Maybe a good four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, you're in that crew with like the Javier, like the Warriors too. Yeah,
3: uh, Javier and Ulysses actually had PE with me freshman, with my freshman year uh, at Nard High. Yeah, so we kind of hung out there. Yeah, whatever it takes was
2: sick. Yeah, I remember they came out in that demo. Fucking, what were the two hits? Mosh hard for Oxnard and one other one. I can't fucking remember. Oh, okay. I need it like this. The CDR demo is like the graveyard of hardcore yeah you know like who's gonna remember that shit?
3: they covered your repute
2: they did cover your repute um okay so then like you started you started a band within a dream you yeah. and Adam Hanlon yeah of uh yeah. eyes full of rage fame yeah shout out Hanlon and Kevin Brooks and Kevin Brooks and then uh you did within a dream and then that was around the time that you, you tried to do in control right yeah
3: yeah okay you asked me to Come on board and play bass for In Control because
2: Robert had just left. Yeah, Robert left, and then we do the Jason thing, and that's yeah. a, that's a funny story. Yeah, right. I don't know if I've told it on the pod before. So, we were uh, we were gonna play a night with the Dead Kennedys when it was Brandon Cruz singing, and uh, we had this guy Jason playing bass for us, and we go to pick him up like on the way to the show, and there's a note on the door that says like Hey guys. I don't want to be in the band anymore. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, we're playing this show in like two hours you in know? Hollywood. In Hollywood, you know? We're like, fuck, I don't know what to do. So we uh we drive over to Robert's house and like wake him up. You know, it's like yeah. 6 p.m. He's just like fucking drinking fucking a 40 and, yeah. and like watching anime, right? Robert style. Just fucking Robert Martinez style and fucking uh we're like Robert. We need you, dude. We got to go to L.A. right now to play with, like, Dead Kennedys, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was just, like, he's, like, I don't fucking remember songs, you know, this and that. We're, like, fuck it. Let's just play six songs. Let's go. We got to go. And he, like, saved our ass that night. But then, so after that show, and that show was wild. It was, like, it was, like, a thousand people, you know? Yeah. And, like, people didn't even, like, realize it wasn't Jell-O. Like, it was just, like, raging. Oh, yeah. You know? It was fucking wild. So, but after that show, we needed a bass player because we had a, um, a five-week tour coming up, five or six weeks. It was like the longest one we ever did, and it was, it was based around uh, Posy Numbers Fest yep. in two thousand two, and so, uh,
3: yeah, you tried out and it didn't work out because <laughs> you didn't know how to play bass. No, what it was was Ryan <laughs> came up to me, I. I mean, I, I wasn't the greatest bass player I was still learning, but I had some of the songs down. You know, I had a few songs down. Ryan just comes up to me right before you walk in. He hears uh-huh. your car and he goes, whatever you do, don't fuck up. Nothing pisses <laughs> off Zach more than someone fucking up. And I'm just like, and I'm 16 at this point. Yeah. You know, and I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, just don't fuck up and you'll be fine. I was like, okay, I just started learning the songs. I'm probably gonna fuck up oh. somewhere, and then so we played did a couple songs, and I was just so nervous that I was like, you know what, I'm done. I don't want to do this. I don't <laughs> want to piss you off.
2: And I was like, I was 22 and way younger and more serious, right?
3: Well, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anything that like you being serious because you, you weren't even upset.
2: Oh yeah, you were yeah, just yeah.
3: like, oh, all
2: right, cool. Well, it was like you came in and like couldn't play. Yeah, it's like I don't like I don't know what this move is. Like <laughs> this is a tryout, but you couldn't play like the E string. And it was like a trip to me because you were playing in like that within a dream band that was like trying to sound like Poison the Well and shit. Yeah. I'm like, so if he was doing
3: that, how can he not do this? Ryan just scared the shit out of me. That's <laughs> basically what it was because I was just like, okay, like, and then I just I just got really nervous, it shut was down. Like, yeah, and I was like, all right, fuck this, I'm not. Yeah. But then you asked me like, hey, do you want to come on tour anyways? I was like, all right, cool.
2: Well, it was like what people don't realize is that was like a week or two before the tour went. Yeah. We just assumed that you were going to like, cause maybe Jason quit like a month before. And then we're like, ah, fuck it. We got Albert. And we've always just had bass players come in and be okay. Yeah. And then, so like, it was like, Oh my God, like we don't have a bass player and we're leaving in two weeks. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Nowadays it seems like everyone is able to get a fill in. Like it's so easy, but back then it was like miserable Well,
3: because of the internet maybe, you know, it's like, here's your songs. That's true. Yeah, and, and also, you guys were recording yeah. the second LP at the time, too. That's right. We were in the middle of it.
2: Yeah. Oh, holy shit. That's so crazy. Anyway, so we felt bad because you dropped out of high school. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, well, he dropped out of high school to join the band and go on tour, so we got to uh, at least bring him along.
3: Yeah, so, so I ended up coming along. Dave ended up, Dave from Die Hard Youth ended up coming in Yeah, the, we, the day.
2: We begged him. Yeah. We, I mean, I, I had to begged Dave to come and I, I don't know it was like I think about it now and I'm like well what did he get he got like 10 bucks a day for food and yeah. <laughs> that's it so yeah. like basically like he did it for a free month of Taco Bell yeah <laughs> you, know, <laughs>
3: you know like, like but that's not that big of a bribery but that's kind of what it was back then yeah you know people didn't have agents the same way that you know every band it's like oh okay you know the yeah. internet kind of helps you yeah
2: yeah it's more i mean there was the internet but there was not high speed internet no
3: and i mean and it's not the same it's like you know in order to get your music up you can't just go on your phone and be like oh cool let me listen to this band real quick oh yeah that sounds cool right (laughs) right
2: yeah yeah so dave saved our ass and thank you dave diehard we love you still Ryan paid
3: you back in Missouri.
2: <laughs> yeah, So fucking Ryan puts his balls on his face like five days into tour. While he's
3: asleep. Yeah. It's hot <laughs> as hell. Super muggy. It was like Kirksville, Missouri
2: balls like on your face, dude. Yeah. That's a bummer. And like, I think that changed
3: his attitude. Yeah, because Dave didn't want to be there. No, he's he was a, already over it. Yeah, he's a homebody and he's <laughs> just there and, Ryan, and we're just laughing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay, so that brings us up to speed on Albert and starting his, um, his roadie journey, which he still continues today, which is awesome. Um, Luis, yeah. you want to tell your story? Um, I, I remembered a few now. <laughs> okay, well, let's do one. Who's it with?
4: Um, I'll, this one was just Take Offense. It was just the first one I thought of and I could think of like something funny that happened on tour. I just remember it was in Europe. Um, I want to say it was in Germany um, we were staying, it was after a show we were staying at this like really, really nice house, it was like on a farm alone and I was just like, oh this is insane like this lady was like, oh no no one's here right now, there's no kids like you guys could each get out your own room so they're all sitting downstairs eating food and like talking and having like a deep convo and I have to go take a dump so just like, I'm just asked her the bathroom was, and she shows me and well, I I, I I dropped my dunker and uh, I, I tried to flush it and it just nothing was happening, and I started panicking. I was like, "What the what the fuck?" And I'm I'm flushing it again, and I'm like, N- nothing is happening. It's just like a really like little bit of water just comes out." And I'm just like, "Is my poop that big or what?" So like I I'm honestly in there for I think about like I think like thirty minutes.
2: Are trying to will it down the toilet? I'm just
4: trying to figure out how to flush it. I'm going through her cupboards and trying to find <laughs> some, like, she had no plunder or nothing. So I'm just, like, tripping, and I'm like, what do I do? So finally I just, I give up, and I go outside, and I'm, I'm walking down the stairs, and I see all of them quietly on the table just, like, talking into, like, a really deep conversation. And I'm just like, I look at Greg, and I'm just like, Greg, can you come here? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just stops and looks at me what's wrong and then the homeowner just is like is everything okay up there and I'm just like I don't want you to come up like I'm just like no it, it's, it's a guy thing uh, Greg can you come here <laughs> and everyone's just just staring at me and I'm just like Greg I just I just need you I don't know how else to explain <laughs> it and he finally comes up and I'm just like it won't flush I don't know what the fuck to do I was like I don't think my poop's that big and he's like no that's a big poop <laughs> and I, I really can't remember what I did in order to get it down. It might have been something I, I want to even say, like, I, no, nah, I don't think I did that. You <laughs> sacrificed a shoe?
3: Just his hand? Bare I, hand. I, I
4: think <laughs> I've, I might have just grabbed the plastic bag and thrown it in the trash and then just thrown it out. Yeah, I just I couldn't figure out how to flush that toilet and he neither could he and he was just like yeah it's just like I don't think anyone takes as big as poops as you and I just I couldn't I couldn't figure out how to flush and I come back downstairs and she's like I know what happened it's okay see so should have just asked her she knew what was up with her toilet I think yeah I was just like a new home it was just huge and everything was fancy so I was just like I I, I don't want to tell you... I don't want you
2: to come up and see my poop. (laughs) You know, know, that happened to me the first day I was working at Laser Star. So, like, they came to me. I'd just gotten hired on at this laser tag place in Oxnard that we used to do shows at. And, like, but I I worked there as a normal job, like, making pizzas and teaching kids how to play laser tag and shit. And, like, they want to fuck with the new guy. And they're like, hey, the, like, the men's bathroom, like, toilets clogged or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. Like, where's the plunger? They're like, oh, there isn't one. They just gave me a fucking glove like, oh this fucking place. Nice. Like, damn. Alright. <laughs> you wanna come with number two? Um, a
4: second one was again back in Europe. It was um it was in Slovakia. Uh we got to this show and all these dudes they were in, like this I think the cool crew was called Outcast or I think it was called Outcast Crew or Outcraft, something like that. Um but Remember they came up and they were just like super hyped for everyone to be there. They're just like, yeah, you guys are sick. You guys are great. Like, we love your band. We're so excited. We're going to do something that we never do for any bands that come here except for you guys because we love you. And we're like, oh, what? And they're like, oh, we're going to have fire. And we're like, what the fuck does he mean? He's like, yeah. He's like... He's like, one of the guys is going to set himself on fire. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right, dude. And in my mind, I'm thinking like during the show, there's going to be like some side attraction or some like professionals and they're some circus type shit. Because, you know, it's a really big venue. So I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Like we get to watch some like acrobatic fire things and shit. But yeah, the, the whole night they're just like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to set. We're, you guys are going to see him on fire. And just like super, super amped up about it. So... You know, show goes on and we all forget about it, I think. And I, I don't see any acrobats and I'm like, all right, whatever. So, Take Offense starts playing and I'm just like chilling with them. I was, I always try to record like songs and stuff and hear how they sound and whatnot. So, I had my camera and I was about ready to record themselves when all of a sudden I see like this bright light right next to me. <laughs> and this dude fucking lit himself on fire. He had a trench coat on, dipped it in gasoline, and fucking like someone was lighting him and this fool just started pitting actually it wasn't one it was like three different guys actually just three different guys running in a circle in a, with a fucking trench coat and I just turn my camera around and I'm in shock I'm just like what the fuck is happening and they're just circle pitting and fucking on fire and I'm like I'm hyped and then I realize like wait what the fuck if they bump into me I'll be on fire <laughs> so I'm just like backing up now and just I, I look at everyone playing and everyone's just like what the fuck And yeah, they're just all hyped as fuck. And yeah, they they take off their trench coat and they just stomp them out and continue pitting like nothing. And they're just like, yeah, we fucking love Take Offense. We only do these for fucking Take Offense. You guys are worth it. And I'm just like, what the fuck?
2: That's fucked up, dude. They made fire for you. And you didn't even remember their crew name. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure fucked up. That's fucked up, dude. I, even even they did three dudes. Outcast. It was outcast. One, oh, the, I, I was correct. Shout, shout outs, Outcast crew. Mm-mm, it's the
4: Lockie. Yeah. There you go. They well. fucking yeah, just circle pitted on fire. Three different guys. I was just like, wow, you're really fucking nuts out here.
2: That's a rager.
4: Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, fucking what? Owner of the venue is just like, yeah, it fucking happens
2: all the time. It's like sure. Chill with it shit, yeah. You fucking put them on blast, they're like, dude, they did that last Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did it for a local band's first show. I know. They're <laughs> like, yeah, I saw them do that at a kid's birthday party last <laughs> weekend. They're, they're professionals, professionals, actually. <laughs> know, they really are. <laughs> <laughs> they're them fire boys. Um, well, that was pretty good, dude.
1: Yeah, it was just
4: shit that I was just like not expecting to happen. And I was like, what the
2: fuck? Yeah, that's wild. I think I remember seeing the video. Yeah. Is it on YouTube?
4: Um, I think they posted it on Facebook and Twitter, and it was just being retweeted and reposted all the time. Gotcha. And uh, I saw it on my phone. It's one of those I'm like, I can't delete that video. Yeah. It's just like I it literally I'm just, I just turned around and it, like as soon as I started the video, everyone's just like,
2: <laughs> like so
4: happy to be on fire.
2: <laughs> I'm like, wow, yeah. great people. What do you remember about like tour the first time Albert? Like, <clears throat> what was our routing?
3: Alright, so the first time was probably, for me, going to any other state outside of California. That was the first time you traveled out of California? Yeah. So
2: did we go... We went to Vegas. We started Vegas.
3: The Hammer House. Oh, I totally remember that show. Yeah, so I remember waking up, because we drove through the night waking up in Vegas, and it was like 95 degrees already. Yeah, and Nick came on the tour as well, right? No, it was just me on the first one. Oh, we must have played the Hammer House twice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was just me on the first one. Okay. And uh, woke up and it was hot as all fuck. Yeah. At like like 8 or 9 a.m. <laughs> 7 a.m. in Vegas. probably. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's like a junkyard. Yeah. So that's where we started. And then. From there, I think we did Salt Lake.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. No, you're right. You're right. That was the one time that we went and played Salt Lake.
3: Yeah.
2: It was like south of it, though, right? Like Provo or some shit. Yeah, it was something. It was like that. It was that gym.
3: Yeah. It It was like a
2: huge gym that was like emptied out because they had like lockers and showers and shit. Yeah. Uh, that was weird.
3: It was definitely. And we must
2: have driven through the night that night because we were there all fucking day. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I remember that. I was like, just going to, like, Taco Bell, and, like, just all the chicks were, like, super hot. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is up with Utah, dude? It's crazy. You know? It's like, the fuck? Anyway, that's a weird thing to think about for Utah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, then we go probably Colorado.
3: Yeah, we drove. We stopped in the... In this random town I remember Cause there was a Swimming spot That you guys had Gone to the year before cause Yeah Cause we stopped To go in the river
2: Yeah I think that on that tour We were trying to swim Like every single day Yeah So like in Vegas Is that when we went Did we like go to Tropicana or anything Did we try to go swim We tried to Okay, and we got kicked out Yeah <laughs> Okay I think we were trying To swim like every day Cause yeah we went to that It was a little town Called Silt Yeah Silt Colorado Yeah but it was, like, too cold, right? It was way too cold. <laughs> in, like... That would have been, like, July or something, though.
3: No, it was May. But it
2: was still... Was Pausing Numbers in May or June? It was probably in it June. It might have been in the very beginning of June then, huh?
3: Like, no, Like, yeah, the middle of June. Because we left late May.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, wild.
3: Yeah, because... Uh, well, we went there, and we stopped at this little diner place. Mm-hmm. I remember walking in because that was my first experience. Well, probably those people's first experience of seeing a brown person. <laughs> <laughs> That's like really what it
2: felt like, huh? Oh, yeah. And we were like, it, it was like a small place with like seven or eight tables. And like we were the table in the middle.
3: Yeah. And everybody knew, like as I remember it being so crazy because this woman's like, well, where are we going to sit them? Like, oh, well, sit him. yeah, she's like, cause I overheard that. And she's like, well, sit him over there. Like, no, so-and-so is coming. We already have his meal being cooked up. And I was like, guy's not even here yet. And they already know what he wants. We already got <laughs> his ham on the grill. Let's yeah. Like he's, com- he's coming in, you know, at whatever time he normally comes in. Yeah, and
2: That's like, fucking service, dude. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, on yeah. one, on one end of the spectrum is three dudes lighting themselves on fire and then having their crew name forgotten. Yeah. And on the other end of the <laughs> kindness scale is them cooking a meal for you before you even up <laughs> to the diner.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I remember that being wild, and none of us ate meat. We were all vegetarian.
2: That's right. Except maybe Dave, huh? No. Dave's Dave was vegetarian, too. Yeah. yeah, so that was another weird thing. It's like, oh, first we got this dark guy in there, and then, like, and now they don't want meat? Are, yeah. they, are these guys... Uh, what do you
3: mean no meat? Yeah, What? what? Yeah, yeah. so that was... That was an exciting one. That was an experience for me because I was like, holy shit.
2: Yeah, that's weird. I'm out of my element. Yeah, and that's Colorado. Like, Colorado's kind of cool.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. You know? But it was just definitely like a small ass town. Around. Yeah, it was closer to the Utah side. Yeah. I remember we were going around, you know, the Colorado River, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, you try to pole vault over. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, because the water still had ice in it. <laughs> fuck. And you were trying to pull, you know, because we, who was it? Ryan jumped over.
2: Oh, that was, like, all
3: the way up in, like, that was after we met the Modern Life's War Guys and shit, though. No, that, that was, was out east. No, that was on that trip. Really? Yeah, this was a different time, yeah, because you tried to pole vault over the water and just didn't make it, and just <laughs> you're like, all right, fuck it, and just walk through the rest of the time we were going through. <laughs> Because we were trying to find a spot to go swimming, but the water was just so cold.
2: Yeah. And I remember we found a spot that was like a hot springs, but they were charging like 20 bucks or something. We're like, ah, fuck that. So anyway, yeah. Let's just jump into like you telling a a funny story. You have some written down, yeah?
3: Uh, I've got some stories. Um, We could start off with the one uh, at the Triple Rock. Okay. Was, (laughs) Was it Holding On's last show?
2: Yeah, Holding On's last show. And then uh, Modern Life is War. Yeah, they and played. Dude, do you remember how good that set was?
3: Dude, the whole night was just
2: I know. And then Kill Your Idols? Yeah. Yeah. It was at the tour. We did like a little run with Kill Your Idols like working up to that show, right? Yes. Like we played like oh, dude, there's some because there's From some the East Coast. Right, working our way back. Because there's yes. some side stories on that. Like, do you remember we played it was a really cool club in like the quad cities? And it was like a smaller show. There was probably like sixty people. It was holding on, kill your idols in control, and then we go out to dinner at that diner afterwards. And it was just a total normal night. We eat this diner and we come outside, and you know, like that apron that's around like some diners, like the kind of like that outdoor curtain thing that yeah. hangs around and goes. Yeah, up. Yeah. How would you describe that? Am I describing that properly? So I can
4: describe it as a curtain.
2: It's like <laughs> it's that, like that like curtain that door. runs along yeah. the roof outside yeah. of the diner. And someone's like, "Whoa, look at look at all those spiders!" And it was like, "Holy fuck!" Do you remember that? There was no. like, there was like forty thousand spiders, dude. Like wow. that whole like space between like the curtain thing and the building, yeah. was caked with like that cloudy spider web, and yep. then just tens of thousands. of And it went all the way around the building. It was like, "Oh my god, this is the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life." What? It's like. That was, and we were like, dude, we gotta call like the jackass guys up here and like have them like put on stilts and like yeah. run with their head like through this oh, shit, you know? Fuck. Yeah, like, dude, that was fucked. And then the, the other one was, we played that. Uh, we played that. It was like a house in Indianapolis. Yeah, and you remember Theater it was with Fear Idols and Holding On, and it was like the drummer of Still Cross came up. Yeah. Because they were on the label at the same time. And we're playing in that tiny little room that probably like held like 20 people. Yeah. And he was just ninja moshing the fuck yeah. out of everyone.
3: It wasn't the drummer. It was the bass player. <laughs> it was the bass player. No, but it, no, was, no, it no, wasn't. No, no, okay. no. It,
2: because he it was a skinny kid. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. If, Ri- it, if Rich. He would have smashed everybody. Yes. <laughs> He's was, a fucking big dude. If, if, if Rich would have ninja moshed in that room, yeah. it would have been fucking Toothpicks. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, it was like their. It was their drummer. It was just like,
3: oh shit. Yeah. Like, and it that's was
2: a, that's cool that he's killing it for us. But yeah. I feel awkward.
3: It's funny because it was kind of like a PC house. Yeah, and I was wearing a One Life Crew shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So then, like, we play those little shows, and then it leads up to that one. So we get to the Triple Rock, which is. Uh, one of the one or two of the guys from Dillinger 4, they used to have a bar and grill in uh, Minneapolis.
3: With amazing po' boys. Yeah, that veggie po' boy. Yeah. So we get there. The show's crazy. Everyone's just hanging out. Two of the guys from uh, holding On at that point, it sold out. And uh, they were drinking, so they were going crazy. It was like their first night out. Yeah, and it's their last show,
2: so yeah. they're like getting it on. Yeah. And, so, and they drew like... It's five or six hundred kids. Yeah,
3: right. there's a lot of people, so everyone's just drinking, going crazy. And you're uh <laughs> so it's the end of the night, and we're also hanging out. You come up to me holding a chair, wrestling style, and you're like, let me hit you with this chair. I was like, No. Because <laughs> I was
2: wasted. Yeah, and, well yeah. Yeah, because like earlier on the night, like we were I was doing the shots with Gary and uh Patty from D4. Gary from Clear, I was Patty from D four, and like yeah, I was wasted. Not that it's an excuse. No, no, no.
3: But also, you know, you and Ryan were the only drivers because I wasn't old enough to drive then. I didn't even have a driver's license. That's right. Uh, and Dave the, didn't drive, and Tony wouldn't trust. Is, him. Yeah, <laughs> it's Tony. So it was just you two. So you guys never really drank. Even for Ryan, that was like incredible because that fool drank every day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think he was asleep in the van. Like he missed all this. No, he had gotten up. Okay. He had gotten up, but he wasn't really drinking because you were drinking. Okay. So he had to drive. Yeah. He had to drive. So.
2: So I come up to you and I'm like, Yeah. Like, Albert, I'm going to hit you with this fucking yeah. chair. And, and you guys was, are like sitting down. There's like yeah. 10 people sitting at like a long table.
3: Yeah. And I was like, No. And you're like, Why not? <laughs> and I was like, Because that's not a good idea. <laughs> and I have my hands up. You like, put your hands down, motherfucker. And I was like, No. <laughs> and, uh, By this time Adam Lentz is uh, playing bass for in control, and he's sitting down watching all this, but he just has his hands down, and you try to throw the chair at me, (laughs) it ends up hitting him and cutting his face open. (laughs) Fuck. And everyone kinda thinks you're an asshole. (laughs) Why'd you do that to him? Even though it was like clearly towards me supposed to be towards me. Oh yeah, I was trying to hit you. Who was paying attention? I know. But you're
2: like the only guy. Like, yeah, I was like we were arguing. I was yeah. like, "Oh, we put your hands down." No, come on, put your hands down. No, yeah. and no one else is paying attention. And so then when I finally throw the chair, you like ducked it. Yeah. And then it just hit the dude next to you. Yeah, it
3: just cut Lance straight in the head.
2: Poor guy, he got it good because he was like, he was like bad. Like, might have needed stitches. Bad. You know
3: what? Yeah, Ryan was in the van. Yeah, because he went
2: and got because him. He,
3: yeah, he went He went to go sit in the van because yeah, he had a cut. And Ryan's like, what happened to you? <laughs> and that's when Ryan came out and was like, what happened? So I explained the story to him. <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Um, that was bad. It was a good time, though. Next time, put your hands up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was like... A good two minutes of warning. Oh, yeah. It was
3: oh, totally yeah.
2: It was totally but it's stupid. It's like everyone
3: around should have known because it's not like you were being quiet about it.
2: No, but it does suck because it was like a really heavy chair. It was like a, it was not a heavy chair, but like, not, it wasn't a folding chair. No. It was like one of those like conference chairs yeah. with like the real metal on it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, so it definitely <laughs> got, That was more reason to be like, keep your head on a <laughs> swivel to pay attention. That's why I was surprised. Like, everyone was just like, kind of like, huh. Yeah, and I'm like sitting with my hands up, like, uh don't throw it.
2: Well, you've been around me and Ryan enough to know. Oh yeah, like it gets stupid.
3: Yeah, and, I mean, and everyone was having a good time, so <laughs> yeah.
4: like they don't even use those chairs in WWE. Like they have like <laughs> specialized, like
3: lighter made ones and shit. <laughs> yeah. Zach wanted to be Hulk Hogan that night. <laughs> well, but, well,
2: what night didn't I? Yeah, you know. Except the night that Hogan dropped all the N-bombs and fucking broke my childhood.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Fucker. Say it ain't so, Hogan. I know. Say it ain't so, fucking Hulk Stewart. Yeah.
2: shit. sorry. Wasn't he like, there's like an interview where he's just like, yeah, my daughter's pretty fucking hot. (laughs) I don't know. But he was mad that she was like dating a black dude. Oh, that's what it was. And it's like, like, that's like, that's like real racism from like the worst place. Yeah. And it's like, that fucking sucks. Yeah. That's so fucking lame. You know? Like, it's not, that's not even like casually being ignorant. That's like, I don't know. He's
3: probably it's, mad because George Foreman took the grill from him.
2: That's right. Yeah, but he got fucking, what did he get? The Hulksteros like, or the spaghetti <laughs> restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> the Hulk Hogan's Spaghetti Palace? Yeah. No, Pasta Mania. Oh. I got Pasta Mania, bro. Anyway. All right. Hit me with another hour. That was pretty good.
3: Well, there is that. I mean, there is. I mean, you got to think about we did. We did a lot of really cool shit, you know, for being in a super budget, like DIY. Or the van was on another level, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
2: we just had a family van that inevitably got like destroyed,
3: right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We we had it. It served us well.
2: Yes. It had character.
3: Yeah, it had character. definitely burned your leg if you were sitting in the passenger side. <laughs> and your leg got wet if you were driving. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> it was like, always something, you know. I
3: forgot that it was hot on the passenger side. Yeah, it melted a bottle once that I put there. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: And I was like, holy shit. Because you always hear like the, the driver complaining that it was cold. Yeah. Because there was that hole there.
3: Yeah. Um, and then like the other side is just like, dude, I'm on fire. <laughs> like, what do you mean? It's freezing. <laughs> like, no.
2: Yeah. We tried to do fun stuff during the day because there was no guarantee that the show would be good. Yeah. So right? we,
3: we made the best out of the situation we had. You know, we tried to stop to go swimming. We got season passes to Six Flags. Mm-hmm. You know, and... What was it? In Dallas, maybe? hmm Those kids came up to or were following us for a few rides and asked us if we were no effects. <laughs> you, they asked me, uh, are you guys in no effects? <laughs> Zach comes in, yep. Yeah,
2: that's what I would have
3: said. Just go with it, yep. Oh, my yeah. God.
2: Well, because, like, Ryan on tour, he wouldn't cut his hair, because he didn't have his mom's floby yeah. with him, you know? <laughs> the firmness. <laughs> it's so fucking... Uh, He was kind of a long hair, and then Tony was a long hair. And then we got Albert, which they totally thought was El Jefe. Yeah. And then I just (laughs) must have been Fat Mike. Yeah. You know, it was like, yeah, they noticed these kids like following us. Then we're like, what the fuck? Then they like follow us. But if you're being followed in like a theme park, it's it's like, it could just be normal. Like, we're going the same sequence of rides. But then when we left, we realized they were still following us. We're like, what the fuck? And they're like, hey, are you guys in no effects? We're like, why, yes, we are. You know, then we signed a bunch of shit for him.
3: Yeah. I mean, because at that point, the internet yeah. wasn't the same, Yeah, so you couldn't just look it up. Yeah, you that couldn't look it yeah, up. Right. You yeah. didn't have
4: a
5: phone. You were just, like,
3: yeah. guessing, like,
5: I
4: think I've seen them, and that's how they look
2: like.
3: Did we take a picture with them?
5: Oh,
2: for yeah. sure.
3: Yeah.
5: For sure. So, like, they're going to, like, be
2: bragging to all their friends, then they're going to, like, Dude. two weeks later, the photos are going to get developed, and their friends are going to be like, you fucking posers.
4: Yeah. sure <laughs> their friends
2: were still, like, staring at the fucking, like, the album
4: covers, and they were, like, comparing pictures and shit. Right.
3: Like, or probably, like, they're just on tour. This is how they look on tour. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it was well. them for sure. Yeah. It
2: was them for sure. They just looked all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Six Flags thing was brilliant because, like, I don't know if it's still like that or not, but basically, if you had a season pass for one Six Flags, it would work at all of them. And so that really worked out for us on tour because um, Oxstar is only about 45 minutes away from uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain in, like, Valencia. And but we had the pass, and it was like sixty bucks or eighty bucks for the year, and you were able to go to all of them, which was like rad. We went to like I don't know we six or of eight of them, right? Because yeah. like Ohio, fucking DC, we went to the Boston, ones, like, yeah, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, whatever. and then there's like three in Texas, yeah, alone. I
4: thought there's, there was only one Six Flags.
5: No, 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 they're, they're blown away over,
2: right now. They're everyone, yeah. dude, and it's sick because because fucking. Um, like in Texas, you know, it's super hot and like they have a water park attached. So that's included. So you like go to the water park.
3: Yeah, go swim.
2: That's one. Remember we were uh we were fucking we go up and it's like this big like tube slide and it's like you, you gotta walk up like eight stories of stairs or whatever. Cool. And we all go up and we go and we're like waiting in the bottom, we're like, where's Tony? And uh we we look up and we see like Tony taking the walk of shame, like, down the stairs and shit. No. And we're like, what's up, Tony? And you know, they fucking told me I had to take my shirt off. Yes. <laughs> like, dude, who gives a shit? Like, you're in Texas with a bunch of dudes. Like, take your shirt off. Come on. No, no one's going to be checking you to out. To go no. on. A,
3: like, the, the ride was so fast. Yeah. The slide was so fast that you just went down. Yes. It'll like,
2: literally be off for 2.3 seconds. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he decided, I'm not fucking getting off.
2: Yeah. But that was that was a good thing about Tony. He had his principles like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You Keto, know, he was gonna stick to it. Like that doesn't make sense to you make me take my shirt off.
3: Yep.
2: Fuck that. It doesn't. If girls can wear swims swimsuits and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know?
3: Tony was definitely set in his ways. He was a character. <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: trying to think about like when we did the Control D V D and there was like that one clip of him like
3: walking barefoot? Yeah,
2: walking barefoot. So that was in New Hampshire. Yeah, I remember for sure. But I don't remember why he was mad and why he stormed off.
3: It was a lot of incidents. <laughs> it was, it was probably, so cold. probably mad at me for something. It was so but I cold. I had no idea. It was, yeah. And you guys wake me up like, hurry, we got to record. It's <laughs> like, where's Tony? <laughs> and then, like, we just film him walking with no. It was raining, too. It, it, was, was, it was cold rain. And it
2: was, yeah, it was like right on the verge of like rain and snow. Yeah. It was so cold.
3: Yeah. There was another, another good one where he, uh, he had all his stuff. He was mad at something. And he was getting out of the van. And he had all his stuff piled up by the door. And he ends up slit Like, his foot gets caught uh-huh. as he's getting out. And just slams <laughs> into the fucking, into the floor. Like, straight out of the van. Oh, and Jesus. Just lands, and me and Nick just look at each other. And we're just like. Holy shit. It's like you
2: can't laugh reason he's going to no. snap.
3: yeah. So so we both just, like, cover each other. Like we, like, we just covered our heads. And we're just, like, children just, like, trying not to laugh. And he goes, God, I fucking hate this shit. And punches his back. Like, because he couldn't be mad at anybody because it was his no. stuff. Yeah. You know, that was one that me and Nick talk about. We're just like, fuck, man. Imagine if we would have laughed what would have happened.
2: <laughs> well, Tony, oh, my God. Remember, like, he fucking straight up threw a beat on Ryan's blanket.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like,
2: Ryan found it. It was like, hey, dude. Like, what is that? T- Tony, what? You know? And he fucking threw a
3: beat on his bike Yeah. It's like,
2: don't do it, dude. Don't do it. Yeah.
3: But, uh, yeah. So that's a, that. It was another one where uh, I had just turned 18. So we were in Dallas, <laughs> and we go to a strip club. It was my first time going to a strip club. It was uh, bring your own beer. <laughs> yeah. So the guys who could drink, and at this point, I mean, we were all working to make money for tour.
2: Yeah.
3: And uh, Tony had run out of money by this point, because we were in the (laughs) last stretch of the tour. Yeah. And Zach and Ryan bought beers for themselves, and Tony was mad because they weren't sharing. (laughs) It's like, dude, buy your own fucking beer. Yeah. And we were going home. But that was funny, because you mentioned, like,
2: uh, the 21 and the eighteen because so it's bring your own beer but the way that they like like make it be known if you're under 21 is you have to buy a shirt from like the strip club and all they had was like this quadruple x like white shirt so albert's like looking like he's a fucking casper the friendly ghost (laughs) yeah i
3: had had to wear the biggest shirt It, it was massive
2: what he
4: didn't even he wasn't on the stealing game no,
3: no, so, well, Tony, like, his
2: dad helped him out a lot, and, like, that was why, that was why me and uh, Ryan cut him off that night, actually, was because he, his, his dad was, like, sending him money in Western Union, like, in the middle of the tour several times, and, like, we we're all trying to live off 10 bucks a day, and then, like, he would just go to the gas station to spend 20 bucks on, like, chips and dip and shit, so, like, we were really Notchers, jealous, yeah. yeah, and then, like, wow. he, and then he wouldn't, like, chip in on beer, but still like drink beer. And then it was like, yeah, that night it was like coming up on the end of tour. And we were just at the strip club, this bring your own beer. And like me and Ryan were like, well, what they try to do in those places, is they try to sell you ice because they think you're going to bring all your, you're going to bring a shit ton of beer. You want your beer to stay cold, you know? And I think me and Ryan were like, Oh, let's just go in. We'll get some Keystone talls and we'll just stay for an hour. We'll each have a few beers and leave. So there like, wasn't enough for Tony yeah, like we just planned on like come in, let's slam these beers, yeah. like get some entertainment like, and yeah, go. You my know, first strip club. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. So we didn't share with him, and then he got super sour. Yeah, yeah, and that was that, that was, was bad. That
3: was the night, nice and that
2: was <laughs> that led to Tony leaving the band actually. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, like so. I mean, to tell the story. um, We're, like, trying, like, this is going back to not having GPS. We're trying to find the crash pad after the strip club. And we're getting lost. And uh, we just can't find anything because we have, like, a little bit of directions from the guy that told us, like, how to get to the strip club, right? right? Like, here's how you get back or whatever. We're trying to work our way back backwards on the directions. We get lost. And, like, so we pull off into this parking lot. And me and Ryan are arguing, like, we're, like, yelling at each other, like, you fucked up. No, you fucked up. No, you fucked up, or whatever. Yeah. And Tony hangs his head out of the window, he's like, hey, why don't you guys stop being a bunch of... He said the other F word, and get back in the van, you know? I was like, what? And, like, I just snapped, because, like, I was just mad, you know? I was like, get out of here, like, come at me, bro. You know, like, hey. stupid, it's, you know? Yeah. And then, like, Tony was... I, I mean... I don't know, no one wants to be yelled at like that. So he was like, dude, I fucking quit the band. Like San Diego's my last show. And I was like, dude, if you're quitting the like I was like, Are you serious? Like you're gonna quit the band? He's like, I fucking quit, dude. And I was like, if you're serious about quitting the band, like you don't get to choose when your last show is, dude. Yeah. You know? Your and
3: last show is tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, was like,
2: I was like, Your last show's tonight. Here's a hundred dollars. Get out of the van. Get out of the fucking van. You know? And like I think he was just like, Oh Give me, a, give me a ride back to the crash pad and I'll get yeah. out and then uh, whatever. So we drove him back to the crash pad. Eventually we found it and he got out and he like went into the trailer and got his fucking drums and just like chucked them.
5: Like, into the,
2: into the fucking street. Like, yeah. and then like we went and Nick, the other roadie who didn't go to the strip club, so we went in and got him and we're like, hey Nick, like we gotta go. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's like 11 p.m. or midnight, like you know, and he's just like, "What are you talking about?" We're like, "Tour's over, <laughs> Tony's yeah. out of the band," and we fucking got back in the van and drove home and left Tony in Texas. And uh, no way, yeah, yeah. We and it was weird too because like at the time we were all fucking mad and we like drove off and then like I think I slept because Ryan Ryan usually did like the first night drive. He'd take like the first five hours and then he'd wake me up at like 5 or 6 in the morning and then I'd drive. And uh yeah, we woke up like a couple hours like east of El Paso and I remember being like awake as like the sun's coming up and we're driving in El Paso and it's like that beautiful like orange like that desert shit, yeah, you know. The yeah, yeah. only like well, one so of the greatest nice. things about touring is like yeah. seeing that, right? Yeah. The yeah. sunsets and the sunrises in the desert and uh and I just remember thinking like, whoa, Tony's like ten hours back that way. Like, like there's literally no going back. Yeah. Like <laughs> like there's no going back. 'Cause and then I called up Matt, who plays drums for Retaliate now, and uh was like, Can you learn all the songs in three days? Because like, 'cause we're planning on playing that San Diego show. Yeah. So we had to cancel two shows and then went back and practiced one day and then finished a tour in San Diego. Yeah. It was a and good we and we Yeah, it was a fun, great show. And we played that show before Tony made it back on the Greyhound. Yeah. Oh, he, that's what I was about to ask how he got back home. <laughs> I think he just, I, I mean, I never talked to him about it, to be honest with you. I'm cool with him now. Um, but obviously, that was like a pretty fucked up thing to have happened. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I still don't know like who's in the right. Like, I think
3: it was just one of those things that it was like, well, you know, fuck you. Well, yeah. who has bigger balls right now? And then it just like, when it was all said and done, it's like, oh shit. Well, now I can't go back because I've already said these things. <laughs> and then you're like, well, I can't go back because I already said these things. So it's just like, that escalated super. I think. <laughs> yeah. It just escalated too fast and there was just no going back from it. You know? Yeah. It wasn't really who's in the wrong. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, where. I mean.
2: I just felt bad for Al. Like, Tony's dad is yeah. so cool. Yeah. And, I like, he's going to have to, like, deal with getting out of that situation. Like, I actually ran into Al before I ran into Tony after that. I saw him at a Target or something and, like, apologized to him. Like, A, sorry I put, your, put you in that situation of having to, like, figure out how to get your kid home from Dallas. Yeah. You know, but.
3: On the Greyhound. <laughs> Fuck. That's a long drive.
2: Yeah, that's, that's wild. But man, yeah, I remember the promoter in Arizona being so mad at me for canceling, and I'm like, "Dude, I don't have a drummer." And yeah. he's like, "Well, see so you're playing that San Diego show?" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm like, dude, we're literally like driving <laughs> 24 hours home. We're gonna practice for a whole day with a new drummer, and then drive to San Diego." You
3: were on the phone with him, right?
2: With I was with oh, the promoter. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I remember him. You're like. Like, dude, I don't know what you expect us to do. Like, it's a three-hour drive. That's why we're doing the show.
2: Yeah, like, and well, I mean, if you think about it, Phoenix is only five, but but we needed that whole day to practice.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was five, but yeah, it needed the whole day to practice, and it's like we knew San Diego was going to be good. Yeah, no, I know. You know, Phoenix it was
2: was never good for us.
3: I mean, it was it was okay.
2: No, it's a good scene, but it was never good for us. Because oh. like even even if you remember like when we played with Bane. Yeah. In, like, Tucson. Yeah. It was still not great for us.
3: I mean, even, even like, with Northside Kings. Yeah, we played show. that Northside Kings show, and yeah. there was only, like, yeah. 60 people. Yeah, so it was like, okay, well, is it going to be worth even driving to? Yeah. I mean, it's a great spot
2: for the way home. Yeah. But to, like, go out there. But honestly, if we could have done it, I would have done it. It's just, like, I think we only canceled because we played Dallas. So all we did was we canceled either El Paso or Las Cruces. And then we canceled Phoenix, and then that's it. Yeah. We just missed two shows. Yeah. And so like we literally only had 48 hours. We still had a 20-hour drive. Yeah. And then one day to practice, and yeah. then go to San Diego. It's like, what the fuck do you expect from me? You know? Yeah. It's crazy. But uh, that's it.
3: I mean, yeah, touring those days were crazy, too. I mean, speaking of Modern Life is War, you know, like running into them on tour yeah, was a crazy thing. Because that was on the first run, and that was like... We did their second show.
2: That was their second show ever? Yeah. See, I didn't know that, but I do know that that was in their infancy.
3: Yeah, no, that was their second show ever. I think the only show they had played before was, like, in a garage or something.
2: Yeah, because they put on that show. It was, like, in a legit hall that they rented. Yeah. And, yeah, in Marshalltown. And, man, they were so cool.
3: Yeah, because they had that, that house where they lived in, and they had that garage. And I think they played in that garage but I think
2: that was a year apart so I don't know if they lived in that house yet because they're all from Marshalltown where we played that first year Yeah. and then when they went to college they moved to that other town I think
3: so no I think what did, did we play yeah because it was in, in Cedar Rapids I think
2: yeah yeah it was like no yeah Cedar Falls Cedar is where Falls, they lived yeah because yeah. Cedar Rapids is like the bigger city yeah and when, this is like we went to Cedar Falls yeah but
3: yeah, so. I mean but yeah we did their second show and that was crazy because they did a couple more shows with us.
2: Yeah and they were good.
3: Yeah, they were insane for you know for their second show. They were all tight.
2: I know. They they're like one of those bands that like fuck they had nothing to do except for jam, huh? Yeah. It's like just jam and skateboarding. Yeah. And then like in the winter, no skateboarding, all yeah. you can do is jam. Jam, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, they're so good. So should we uh should we fuck with some people? Should we cold call Nick? Let's see if he can tell us a tour story. Do you think he'll pick up? I don't know. Let's find out. Let me uh, let's see how quick I can find someone's phone number on my phone. Yeah, I mean,
3: what other stuff do we get? I remember I
4: used to, like, and I have, like, I was, like, go on tour, get a, like, get a job, quit the job because I'm going on tour. So, like, I never really had money on tour, so I was just, like, it's. I was just really into stealing. so It was just, like, I remember one tour, like... Because at first I was just stealing to eat, and then I realized, I was like, dang, like, when you steal, you can eat better. I was like, I don't (laughs) feel like drinking water. I'll take a gallon of naked juice. (laughs) I I remember just going to Walmart, sometimes I'd be with friends, and everyone was on the stealing train, so we would just get a fucking shopping cart full of fucking food. And um, yeah, just walk out the store with it, throw it in the fucking van as fast as we can, and just drive off. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just just we eat. I just felt like royalty eating stolen <laughs> <So laughs> Mart food.
2: Well, um, do you remember Hot Topic had like a no chase policy, yeah. right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, like they because they really? didn't. Yeah, they didn't want to punish uh, punk rock youth. Yeah, and, the, but, you know, and the the troubled kid, teens.
3: The kids they were coming in. So yeah, so they. <laughs> That's kind of. The- yeah, and it, it makes was, sense. Guess,
2: like yeah. it was pretty fucked up if Hot Top was like going to put someone in jail.
3: people yeah. caught, but people caught on to it, and we're just like, all right, yeah. cool. I'm just going to steal everything. And then they like <laughs> someone stole, out. and they're like, that's a poser, dude.
4: Like they're supposed to do
3: that. <laughs> that's a poser, dude.
2: <laughs> all right, let's see if this works.
3: Speaking of Nicky B, his first roller coaster. Oh, dude! I forgot about that. walking his
2: dogs he's definitely walking his dogs
3: hello you reach Nick your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message
2: this time you want to leave a message yeah dude that was fucked like where was that was that that was Six Flags obviously that was the one outside of Philadelphia yeah because remember we met up with Angela and Shelly And, yeah, Nick was, like, really scared of roller coasters. And we're like, just go on one, dude. And, like, this one doesn't look that bad. But that roller coaster is actually really fucked up. It was, like, one of those weird ones. It was, like, it went both ways. Yeah. Like, oh, it goes frontwards and then backwards. Like, it's, like, fucked. Yeah. You know? And then, like, that was a (laughs) terrible experience for him. Yeah. And, like.
3: He definitely hated it.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
4: He's like, I'll give it a chance. I
2: know. It's like, you wish he could have gone on, like, Colossus. Yeah. Like here's just a perfect old wooden roller coaster.
3: We just didn't know any of the roller coaster. You know, we were just showing up. I think we had left my sister's house.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we stayed. She's in- outside of Philly, yeah,
3: so we would always just go there. Is she still there? Yeah, that's sick. Yeah,
2: let's uh for this roadie one. Who else should we call? Let's uh, let's see what the man Thorns is up to. I wonder. how expensive one of those passes would be now, or if they even still do those. Know, yeah, they do. They have, have to, right? Like
3: a hundred bucks for yeah. Six Flags. Hundred fifty. Yo.
2: Hey, what up? You're on the podcast. We're what doing. Is it? We're doing a uh, a road a road dog podcast.
0: How are you?
2: Yeah. How are you doing, Thorns?
0: I'm good. I'm actually on the road right now in Connecticut.
2: Dude, perfect. Albert's here too. He's with Jimmy
3: Eat World. Oh shit. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and Luis from uh the Take offense Ruby. Oh nice. Yeah dude. So where are you at? You're in Connecticut and you're with Jimmy Eat World?
0: Yeah. Are you recording this right now?
2: Yeah, so don't say any of the bad words.
0: Can I give you a call back in like five minutes?
2: Dude, you can.
0: I'll call you back in five
2: minutes. I see ya.
0: Alright.
2: Do you got a Thorn story? What's up? Do you have a Thorns story?
3: Nothing nothing great.
2: Cause he's another one that ended up being like full Lifer on yeah, the road. Yeah. So he's with Jimmy World right now, but he goes out with cannibal corpse, which is fucking sick. Fuck. He said like he has to he has to hang out with like corpse grinder every night and drink with him. That's one of his jobs, which is pretty gnarly. Yeah. And uh that's like a dream job of mine is hanging out with corpse grinder every night and drinking with him.
3: And see if he can work that's it out insane, for you. Yo. <laughs> I know. Take some time off.
2: I know. Uh, that wild. I remember when Thorns came out here. Um he he would he acted a lot tougher than he was. Not that he was trying to be a tough guy, but he was I think trying to be serious. Yeah. And Thorns is just he's once he opens up to you, he's one of the funniest guys there is. Yeah. And it's like that's when you can actually fall in love with Thorns. It's yeah. like, once you get to know his his real personality. And at that time it was like he was just a little guarded.
3: Well, because he was the fucking oh, I'm from New York. Exactly. You he's know? like
2: always wearing a bandana. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh how we do it in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Thorns
3: Thorns from the Hamptons.
2: <laughs> uh, anyway. All right, let's pause these. Alright. We got Thorns, the uh superstar roadie, other than Albert. The two best roadies in the fucking world. On the phone together.
0: And we've actually uh he's covered gigs for me and vice versa.
2: Oh yeah, we like the
0: two on the road.
2: Like if one of you guys gets busy, like you can sub out.
0: Yep. Yeah, he's also a lot of times you hire people to help you in a city, and uh, there's been times in Charlotte had Albert help me out, and there was a tour last year that I couldn't do the first part, so I got got them to hire Albert for it.
2: That's so sick. I just I I, I love that like some of our original dudes like got to break off and like do it as like a living.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like. Coming from a hardcore background, it sets you up to excel in this world,
2: yeah, because like you're used to talking to like the biggest freaks, right, so you can you can adapt to anything yeah
0: and we're used to you know DIY shows in a shitty van, you know, just makeshift merch areas, so when you when you get to the professional level it's it's a cakewalk from there,
2: yeah, you don't got to set up like on a fucking a car that doesn't work in a junkyard.
0: Yeah, I have not been to Hammer House on tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: Makes you appreciate the other stuff. Yeah. So what's
2: that? That's a that's a trip. The two bands are jumping between to jump between Jimmy Eat World and Cannibal Corpse. What is the uh, what's the difference?
0: Um, difference. Uh, there's definitely a pay difference. Metal doesn't pay that great. Uh, the Cannibal Corpse thing happened when I was available, um, so I took it in um, front of those dudes for a while and loved that band since I was like 12 years old. Um, metal crowds are easier for me to relate to because those are my people, but also Jimmy World fans are a little more timid and chill, so it's definitely, you got to know how to put on the different hats and how to talk to the different crowds
2: yeah but Jimmy World is only like maybe one scene adjacent, right because there was so much emo in like the nineties that they they're kind of but like the, right there
0: at at the level they're at now it's you most of their crowd are just normal normal people you, you definitely see like some of the emo kids still coming out, you know you see a couple of hardcore kids every show. I think last night in Boston I saw like a girl biscuit shirt out in the crowd. Tonight, I saw some girl with an old firm casual shirt. So you get some of that, but the bulk of their crowd is just kind of more normal these days.
3: He loves the real knuckle draggers.
0: (laughs) But also, I mean, for a Jimmy World crowd, I got to be a little more respectful when they're being a pain in my ass. Whereas Cannibal Corpse, you know, fans, I could just fucking yell at them and (laughs) make make fun of them and no one's going to care.
2: Yeah. The best, uh, Cannibal Corpse just came through with Morbid Angel here, and the Morbid Angel singer, like, because there's so many Mexican dudes that are into death metal, and uh, he's all, "This song goes out to my satanic Hispanics." <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so well, it's funny
0: on the on the Cannibal Corpse tour, it was in Europe, and uh, we were in Bratislava, which was yeah, it's Slovakia, and. Early on in the show, I see, like, this white power skinhead dude walk in. Like, shaved head, like, could see all the patches on his jacket. I'm like, oh, it's a Nazi. Great. About half an hour later, he comes up to the merch table. Super nice, super polite. His English was pretty good. And he's, he's like, are you having a good time here in Bratislava? Yeah, it's been all right day today. It's like, oh, glad to hear that. Can I get that Cannibal Corp shirt and a large, please? Yeah, you can. You know, I sold it to him. He shook my hand, said thank you, and walked away. So I was surprised. I was like, "All right." He was a Nazi, being, but he wasn't being a piece of shit. And also, in that capacity, just because he's a Nazi, I can't just start swinging on him. Like it's not a hardcore show. So he walks away. But later on the night, like I ended up having to punch like four different people for so, like jumping on my merch stand or <laughs> or like banging their you know their whole bodies against the barrier, but. That was keeping me away from the crowd. So at the end of the night, I was all wound up and pissed off. and I was like, how, how did I punch four people and one of them wasn't the Nazi? Right. Like, why was the Nazi like the nicest dude I dealt with tonight?
3: Because you're a Nazi.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just kidding.
0: That's why funny. was it not like the Bill to Last Shea show when I was taking a uh, grocery divider and mini bets to Nazis?
2: I know. Thorne's got his licks in on White Warrior.
0: But yeah, like there's besides me and Albert, there's a lot of hardcore dudes. Not even doing merch, like tour managers, guitar techs, a lot of people from our world just made that jump and it's awesome. Like even if I don't know, there's a lot that I know, but you know, first day of tour and you see this some dude who's got like, you know, whatever shirt like if he's got a Dr. No shirt on you're like whoa dude you like Dr. No and you know right there you already have like a little bit of brotherhood between you and you kind of get where each other are coming from
2: yeah hardcore even though it's so like all encompassing it still is like a little bit of a secret handshake
0: yeah and to tie things in like my current tour my tour manager he's originally a Jersey guy he lives in San Diego now he's actually super tight with Dave Kennedy Let's see. And um, I actually just sent him a photo that you posted uh, for the podcast episode with Bert and Aaron. Yeah, there's an old photo of Built to Last and a young ass Dave Kennedy. I know he looks. I I cropped Dave Kennedy out of it and texted that to my tour manager, and he just started laughing.
2: Dude, Bert looks so young in that photo. I don't know when it could have been. It's like, come on, Bert.
0: Bert never looked young.
2: Well, that's what's so amazing about that photo. Is Burt looks young as shit. I think he's he's looking away from the camera, which helps. Yeah. But uh
0: Burt was born Burt was born old. Same with Don.
2: <laughs> but that's what's crazy about that photo is like they look so young, but it's not like early built to last if Aaron's already in the band. Like he didn't join until the self titled. Yeah. But yeah. So do you want to uh you want to wrap with a tour story, of Thorns? You got anything crazy?
0: Um There's a a lot of crazy ones. I'm trying to think of one that I can uh, one that I can actually tell. (laughs) Um,
2: You'd be thinking on that for a while. So,
0: I'd say easily the craziest band I ever worked for Mm -hmm. was Watain. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Can you explain what they are?
0: For those that don't know, they're a black metal band from Sweden who are Satanists and not just, oh, we're going to have upside down crosses and pentagrams and sing songs about like they live it they breathe it they cover themselves in animal blood when they play and perform rituals they're straight maniacs okay they operate more as a biker gang than an actual band in some ways okay so um, we had a show in Toronto some guy comes up to the merch table and he just starts talking to me, you know talking shit to me about the band this is all fake this is Hollywood bullshit they're sellouts he finally kept coming over and saying, so I'm like, listen, man, go talk to your friend that you came here with about it. Like, why are you coming up to the guy that's with the band and talking shit? Finally, like, after five times of him coming up and talking shit to me and telling me how it's all fake, after telling him, like, dude, it's not fake, trust me, he comes over and starts going on again. So I was like, hey, man, lean in. I got to tell you something. And I smack him right across the face. I go, Was that real? That's how, as real as Watana is. <laughs> he runs off. I tell um, the other two merch people on the tour, like, you didn't see that? Like, I don't want the band to find out. A, I don't want to get fired. B, because I was working for Maniacs, I don't want them to, like, you know, cover me in my own blood that night.
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get sacrificed.
0: Yeah, word gets out. We're at, an, at, at a bar for an after party, and one of the guitars calls me over. Hey, Thorns, I heard something happen at Merch tonight. I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, what happened? I, tell, I explain everything. He's like, take my beer. I was like, uh, no, like I don't want your beer. I'll go get you a beer. I was like, so you're, you're not pissed off? He's like, no. In fact, I love this. Every night, I want you to punch someone in the face at Merch. <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to just randomly punch people every night. He's like, no, please. Every night, just pick someone out, just punch him in the face, (laughs) and he just grabs me. He's like, "I knew you were one of us," (laughs) and I was like, "Cool, thanks, dude." Uh, Thankfully, I didn't have to punch anyone else on that tour.
2: Yeah, and
0: uh, yeah, just working for them was crazy. Like the whole trailer smelled of death because they kept rotting sheep heads in the trailer. I know. I'm glad. Real animal blood, like. (laughs)
2: That's what I was worried about when you were like, "You're one of us." It's like, yeah. "You're one of us." Tonight, you kill the sheep and actually intercrew. But crew. at the
0: same time. At the same time, even though like I was the only vegetarian, and they're covered in animal blood. Uh, one of the guys yelled at another band member because they weren't tight. They would keep the animal blood in water bottles in a freezer on the bus to keep for the next show. And one guy yelled at the other guy because he wasn't tightening them, you know, tight enough. He's like, "Dude, we can't have animal blood, you know, pouring onto his vegetarian riblets." <laughs> so I was like, "Ah, oh, thank you guys for looking out for the vegetarian."
3: <laughs> it's because your name.
0: <laughs> but yes, definitely. Like, there's other stories from that tour that I probably legally cannot say, but. Yeah, that, that was a good one. That Toronto story.
2: That is a good one. Well, it's good to talk to you, Thorns. Glad you could be part yeah, of that. Yeah, uh, thanks for
0: having me on. on I've, I've been—it's been hard on the road to keep up with all the episodes because you just keep pumping them out. But been enjoying it. It's a lot of walks down memory lane.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: And uh, I look forward to the follow-up episode where Don just calls me out on everything I said wrong.
2: <laughs> but luckily, he wasn't on that tour.
0: Yeah, luckily he wasn't on that, and. I'm sure Dan Sant will say something about me selling PlayStation games at the uh, merch table.
2: (laughs) I'm going to see him again uh, next Friday. So yeah. Awesome. You guys
0: have a good one. Good to talk to you.
2: All right. Thanks, Lawrence. Goodbye. Later. All right. That's Thorns. Yeah,
3: it's insane. Thorns Capricorn.
2: <clears throat> thorns Capricorn, the man, the legend. From
3: New York City, New York. <laughs> from fucking, what do you say? From the Hamptons. The Hamptons.
2: That's thanks, Thorns from the Hamptons. Let's uh, let's call Nikki B and see what's up.
1: Yo, what's up?
3: Hello, this is Jason. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: The man, the legend, Nicky Mick, B. Uh, up, man? What up? You're on the podcast. Oh.
3: Surprise.
2: What? Yeah, dude. <laughs> we're uh, uh. we're we're doing a We Are the Rogue Crew podcast. Oh, nice. So you're just going to jump in for a minute here. But uh, yeah, we got Luis. He's the rodeo of uh, Take a Fence. And then we got Albert, of course. He's here uh, in studio. And then we just talked to Thorns. And uh, so we thought we'd call All and have right. you be a piece. Oh, nice! All star cast. Yeah, yeah, dude.
3: We'll bring in some of our stories. I already told the story of Tony falling out of the van. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the best story, though. I know.
2: It's those simple little ones, right? That get you. Yeah, yeah. And we already told the story about uh, Tony leaving the band. Oh, okay. Because yeah, you weren't there at the strip club that night.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was just at the the dude's pad. Yeah, like what did you? Th- the Jeff Jam game. <laughs> the deaf jam,
2: yeah. Wh- like, what do you think when we like came in and we're like, "Hey, we gotta go."
1: Uh, I don't know. It, it, I was actually a little relieved because I just
2: uh kind of wanted to go home at that point. Yeah, <laughs> it was a long tour.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was kind of over it, and you know, it's it was what it was. You know, it didn't seem like Tony enjoyed being there, so kind of. Kinda of made sense to me. It all made sense to me.
3: It just all kinda of worked out. You just coming in the van, you're like, is this for real? Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just like, is this like a drill?
2: Yeah. Like yeah, I know. We're we're testing our roadie to see if they're actually down to roll.
1: Yeah.
2: Hey, we're ditching our drummer. Are you down? Yeah, yeah, and
1: then just replacing them with Matt, you know, that's never a bad call.
2: Yeah, I mean like our band got way more handsome. <laughs>
1: yeah you know. way more shirtless sorry dogs are up. <laughs> Yo, <They know. laughs> way
5: more shirtless <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man well hit us with one nick what do you remember like what's a what's a big memory of touring with in
1: uh i remember uh where were we like some like sh- shitty town in like jersey or something and some like chick walks by and then Albert bangs her in a park five minutes later.
2: Yeah, that's what
1: that's when Albert lost his virginity. Yeah.
2: Remember because she had that dog that looked like it was two hundred years old.
1: Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> was the opener.
2: Yeah, it was like a wrinkly faced dog and it was just it's some that girl with crazy like. folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're <laughs> like, Man, your your dog looks old as shit. You know, and she's like,
3: Oh, you guys are funny.
5: We're like
2: and then Albert just followed her.
3: Yep. Yeah, I had I think I had my skateboard. Sexual burrito time. <laughs> yeah. I had my skateboard and I went down because she was at a boardwalk. It was right next to the water and we ended up hanging out and I start talking to her and then we walked her to some spot and she looks at me and she goes this is going to sound weird but do you want to fuck? <laughs> I was like yeah, right here? So we ended up, we ended up doing it. I ended up slipping because it was like on the side of a fucking like little hill.
2: And he would never fucked before.
3: No, and I never fucked before. So I'm just like, <laughs> all right, this is going to be wild. I end up scraping my knee, but still keep going. <laughs> and then after all that, it's finished. I walk back to somebody's basement that we were playing at. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you gave her a pin. You're like, are you coming to the show later? <laughs> and she's like, no, I got to go home. <laughs> So she ends up splitting, and then just never talk to her again.
2: But she got an in control yeah. pin. That's yeah. sick.
3: Yeah. 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 Win win for her. Yeah, got the roadie and got a pin.
1: Yeah, a sexual burrito and a pin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good night.
2: I don't know that was a good yeah. one, Nick. I totally forgot yeah. about that.
1: Yeah, it's happy to tell it. someone else's story. <laughs> Thanks, Don. I know yeah. the,
2: the only time I ever remember Nick melting down on tour was. Do you remember like? There's only Del Taco in like California, <laughs> Nevada, and Arizona, but then like for some reason they have them in fucking St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. St. Louis, yeah. yeah. And do you remember like they kept giving you like a quesadilla they, with some shit in it
1: with chicken? Yeah. Oh, with and, chicken and over and over. Yeah, and then and then I saw like my chickenless quesadilla just sitting there, and so I yelled. <laughs> At the manager about it.
2: Yeah. It like stormed out and shit. Yeah. And we were like so hungry, you know? And then, like, yeah, he stormed out. And then I was like, can I just have the one without chicken? Hollywood Grande right there. (laughs) Yep. Hollywood (laughs) Grande. Yeah. You know, and I was like, can I just have the one without chicken? And brought it to you, y'all. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, thank you, sir. Sometimes you got to walk out with your head held high, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they fucked it up. Like, dude, it was like three times.
1: Like, yeah, I seriously think like,
2: they gave it to you like three times with chicken. Like, like, dude, are you yeah, fucking the with me? Same one over it? and over, yeah, yeah, same one over and over again.
1: Well, I can see the one I, I need
2: in in my field of view. I know. Oh, there, there's the magic one back there. <laughs> but all right, dude. Well, yeah, see whatever the dogs. That's story. the
1: best I got is a Del Taco story.
2: Well, that's your only meltdown. I'm trying to say how much yeah. of a pleasure it was having you on tour. If the uh, only yeah. if the only time you melt down is one time over food then yeah. you're, like, a godsend, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, so, the, yeah I'm I, cut
1: out for life on the road, I would say. Yeah. Just not too long.
2: <laughs> That's the hard thing, right? It's, like, it, yeah. it takes a legit, like, I don't know, what's the shortest you could possibly do a tour and have it be, like, break even? you got to spend at least three weeks. Three weeks. Right, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, and actually a three-week tour would probably be perfect. Yeah. But, like, if you actually want it to be profitable, you got to go for longer and... Smaller drives and more paydays.
3: Well for yeah, like small the obviously the smaller the band.
2: Well yeah, I mean yeah. Iron Maiden can fly their own jet out and just play New York, <laughs> Toronto, and Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean that that's the dream. And just smash. Yeah. But, that's the goal. I know. I mean one day I'll I'll get a bass player as good as Steve Harris and maybe it'll happen, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roger. T- until then I'm still trying out Albert's so I can't play Gimme yeah. Some Reality. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks for talking, Nick. Hey, no problem. All right, see yeah. Take it easy. So yeah, that's uh, those are the two in control roadies, Nick and Albert. And then uh, I don't know. Do you got any more in control, or you want to move on to No Motive? Um, we'll we'll do a little comparison, but I'd like to do it with Max here.
3: Yeah. in control story. Um, Ryan in a frozen lake <laughs> throwing a. Big boulder while he's out on the lake. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. That's like, I remember us
2: like going and walking on those lakes and shit. And then like showing the video. I think it must have been one of those ones where we came through the Midwest on the way back and showed like the video of Modern Life is War Guys. And like they're used to like frozen lakes and shit. Yeah, And they were just like jaw open. Like, oh my God, you guys are not supposed to do that. Yeah. Like people die all the time. Yeah. Like, and
3: Ryan's just like, oh, check it out. I'm going to throw this big <laughs> ass rock. And it's like, it's not breaking.
2: Yeah, why not? Yeah. Right, let me hit it harder. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, hey, you got to entertain yourself, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Now we got Max back. Second pod from No Motive. Gentlemen. Hi. Repeater 800. <laughs> Skeptics. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Demo era?
3: Hardcore legend. <laughs> demo, Hardcore legend. Demo era. I didn't throw that in there. <laughs> that,
2: was, that was Max on the demo with four, or three X's. He, uh, he didn't forget the third X, like the, uh, the Hit the Deck song.
5: I didn't give myself that name. You're not allowed to do that, right?
2: <laughs> Max. Anyway, um, so we're having Max in because Albert toured with In Control, and then he toured with No Motive. And so,
5: what, what was the first tour you did with No Motive?
3: The first tour was on, what, Daylight Breaking?
5: Yeah, yeah. I can't remember which band. Was it Vagrant Tour?
3: No, it was right after the Vagrant Tour. So you never did any of those with us? No. <laughs> it was Jeff, it might have been, Jeff was new. Yeah. So, it was like his second or third tour. So were, were we in a van? Yeah. Do you remember? Yep, we were in a van.
2: Yeah. So, that's late. That's late in the motive. That's after the third LP.
3: Yeah. And Jeff's in
2: the band. So. Yeah, because we had
5: JP with us for like the majority of the touring years.
2: So Joe did like Mm -hmm. two tours and then you had JP? Mm hmm. And JP was on everything?
5: Yeah, he was there for like probably seven years. Holy fuck. Yeah. Because Joe was just the first two tours, which all happened within six months. And then JP got in when we started getting serious. And then Albert. Uh came in on the last record, which was probably like three or four tours, right
3: yeah, I came in january two thousand four see how do you remember that it's insane i don't know
5: <laughs> so uh, but you know
3: i don't remember what bands were on that on that first tour. That was the finger eleven tour oh yeah, I remember you asked me Is that, you know? that the in the sour Max
2: on music period <laughs> <laughs> so, the right,
3: right. horror. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of Chin
5: Rock going on. There. <laughs> chin Rock. <laughs> that was, a, that was that, the remember? opening band that brought like a 30 foot long trailer that had yeah. uh, they had like a basketball hoop and like ATCs and stuff on yeah. there. Fuck, can you imagine? Is that just all label buddy?
2: Like, oh, we got a bunch of money for tour, let's yeah, blow it on fucking ETVs and a basketball. It's either
5: that or they're just regular dudes They've just been saving up their entire life. It was like their first tour. Yeah, you know, so like they must have just like. Bankrupting themselves. Well, they were
3: on the same label as Finger Eleven. Oh, that's why they were on the tour. I thought that was Finger Eleven.
5: No, they were like a legit, like a a real band.
2: Finger Eleven is a real band. Yeah, they. They had. And who's the other band?
5: I can't remember. Stillwater, Clearwater. (laughs) 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 They were total dicks. Yeah, like we like we didn't get on with them in a while at all. The ATV guys were dicks? Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Oh. Like, you think
2: if you have an ATV and a basketball hoop, you're gonna be cool.
5: No, no, they were like uh <laughs> they were just like bigging themselves up super hard and like came in with a nat like a gnarly attitude the first day and like super entitled. Yeah. it was like it was pretty uh pretty funny,
3: actually.
2: Yeah, so what was you hadn't toured with the band in between control and No Motive? No. So the last Inga Troll tour would have been in september
3: october of oh three yeah yeah so what's like what is the difference well max comes up to me we were at a show at the livery in ventura mm-hmm. don't remember what show and he goes he goes hey what are you doing i was like nothing he's like you want to come on with to no motive It's like yeah sure when we leave in two weeks nice <laughs> i was like all right did
2: jp just quit like last minute or something
5: I can't remember what happened. I th- I think he just moved or yeah
2: or life. moved
5: on or you know it was nothing. There was never like a big discussion around it. I you know I think it might have something to do with like we took some time off and that was like right on the transition to when Pat was left the band too. So maybe J- like we had enough time off or JP kind of just started doing his own. Well yeah, you guys
3: you guys did the record.
5: You know yeah. what he was like actually working for Side One Dummy mm. touring. And maybe he just kind of became like a full-time touring guy and he just wasn't available anymore. That was but a label
2: that popped up like hard and briefly, huh?
5: Yeah, yeah. Like who were they? They are like all like clout guys. Like They,
2: they did like a Killer Your Rattles record and a 7 Seconds record. And mm-hmm. Who were their main bands though?
5: They put out um, like a first Flogging Molly record, I think.
2: Jesus, that's a label. That's a good label.
5: Yeah, they've got like some, they're like one of those labels that's got a couple of records that kind of just like bolsters their whole you know like they'll be they'll be like making money off of a couple of bands forever yeah, like when, yeah it was like when Epitaph like did like Rancid or something are they still they're still a thing then I don't know like the owner of the label that they they had like two owners on the label and one of them was this guy Joe Sib who um sang in that band Wax back in the day mm-hmm. and and uh then he was in the band 22 Jacks which was like him and a guitar player from <coughs> Adolescent. Or he played bass in adolescence and guitar in that band, but um, there's like, you know, like an LA OC, 80s punk characters, you know? Yeah. Like Nitro. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a similar, similar vibe. Are they still around? No, Uh I don't think so. I don't even know if Side 1 Dummies around either. I wonder what go. I wonder what happened with all those catalogs,
2: because like, who, Missing 23rd? Their second record was on like sessions or some shit, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's like gone too.
5: Yeah, like what happens after that? Like, can you? It's not. I mean, it's got to be on Spotify or something, right? But can you still Fuck, get? I don't know. To stuff?
2: I don't know if the whether it's on Spotify, and that's like kind of what fucks it up. Mm-hmm. Is like you don't know if those labels are going to keep stuff out there, and then who has the rights and stuff, and especially John,
5: like CD era because that's just yeah. everything's in obscurity now. In I
2: know. Era. Well, John was saying that they like physically destroyed all the product. And he's like, fuck, <laughs> like, he, he, right. he, like, works at a record store, like, dude, I'll take the 500 missing to the third records. Like, he's got a sick spread, like, his house, he has enough room for 500 records. Yeah,
5: like, someone literally was just like, I can't sit on these records, and they just, like, <laughs> throw them, took them to know. the dump. I know, <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, that's what happens, like, I don't know, I thought Mandel told me about that before, like, when you're sitting on me of something, like, you need to physically destroy them instead of, like... I don't know because it'll bring the, the price down or something, right? Oh, like, you don't want to like...
5: more valuable because there's fewer of them. I don't think that. it's
2: like that but like you don't you can't go flood the market you don't want your shit all in Dollar
5: Bin City. Yeah. Like, you know I don't I know st- what you do. I stole my first uh, Vandals tape out of a Dollar Bin. There you go. And a Subhumans tape too. So They were in the Dollar Bin at some point. Yeah, that, that record store in, on in Santa Barbara on State Street you remember that? Spot? Yeah, Just they Play had,
2: Music. Like,
5: they had great great like budget bin for tapes
2: yeah that that store was cool it was kind of like wild planet but leaning toward more on the music side right yeah you had like bongs and shit too right
5: from what i recall but I, I just remember noticing like they had like all the tapes were in milk crates and the the cash wrap was like eight feet t- i mean it was like i think I, I think i was like 12 and it went up to my nose you know yeah and they had all the tapes like in uh, crates at the bottom of the cash wrap. Yeah. And so me and my buddy would just sit there and like stuff our pockets full of tapes. And yeah. I remember the guy caught us and he was kind of like, whatever. Like, I he, know. Like he chased, he like went to the trouble to chase us down and stop us. And then he's like, "What'd you guys take?" We were like showing him, and he was like, "Whatever, just fucking take
2: them." Yeah, because what are they peeing on a dollar tape? Yeah, they he, he was probably like stoked. Corda. Like, oh,
3: cool subhumans. Like, let's get, let's get I know. Like,
2: good choice. Go for it. Good yeah. choice, kid.
3: Someone's taking care of these. Yeah. Go get them out of my shop.
2: Yeah, so on the first motive tour, comparing it to control, what was like the big difference?
5: <laughs> <coughs> we were a lot more boring than they were, I'd imagine, right?
3: Uh, it was definitely different. I mean, we had... It's, it started off, I mean, weird. Like, I waited for them for three days. <laughs> we had no cell phones at that time. Well, I didn't have a cell phone. I waited for them for three days because I didn't know what day we were leaving. We're supposed we' were <laughs> supposed to drive from California to Providence, Rhode Island. okay uh, and we had to do that. We' like, all right, we're leaving on Friday. So Friday comes. I'm sitting at my parents' house waiting by the phone. Nothing. I call them at, at the end of the night, like, yo, we're leaving tomorrow morning. Be ready. <laughs> Saturday comes up. Nothing. I call them at the end, you know, I'm home the whole day. <laughs> Saturday I call them like. Yo, what's up? Like, you can't leave your house because you think they're going to come pick you <laughs> yeah, up and you're, you're going to miss the tour. Yeah. <laughs> so, that comes like, oh, we're still doing stuff. We're leaving tomorrow morning. So, Sunday. I was like, all right. So, I kind of go out and do stuff and then come back and then call them and finally they come, like, it's, like, maybe, like, 1130 and they come, we're picking you up. I was like, all right. Oh, well, we have to drive to Orange County to Rogers Brothers' house first. <laughs> So then we drive there, and then we take off. So that's the first experience. I was like, "Oh, all right then." You guys
2: drive all the way to Providence. Yeah. Fuck. How many days did you allow yourself?
3: I think we jammed out there, didn't we? Yeah,
5: we we just did off. like a three day style. Yeah, like just straight yeah. straight through. We only did that twice because I remember we drove to Atlanta one time too to start a tour. Like, did you stop?
3: If you
2: we didn't
5: stop to sleep. You didn't stop to sleep. No, we we just like just took shifts and fucking powered it.
3: We had baller yeah. money too. I remember one of the first things is on one like maybe day two or something, maybe day one, day two. Jeff's like, "Yo, we need to stop at a hotel so we can get showers." <laughs> <laughs> like Wait, we just stopped and showered. Yeah, we literally yeah. just stopped at the hotel. Everyone took a shower. We got back into the van and kept driving. Like a Motel Six or something, Total, right?
2: Yeah, like yeah. A, yeah. yeah.
5: That's cool. Who's an RX band as used to call Slow Motive? Yeah. So
3: you're, that story is a good testament to that. Yeah. yeah. Did you tour with, with them? With us? No, no, no. I um, just missed that. We stayed at their house, though. Huh. We stayed at maybe Joe's house.
5: Crazy. So you were really just around for like the very end when you were doing weird stuff.
3: Yeah. Like that, yeah.
5: Andrew WK. Yeah, I did. did it. the headlining and stuff.
3: Yeah, and then we did Canada with uh, Finger Eleven. That's a terrible band name.
2: It's just a different scene, you know? What does it mean, Finger Eleven? It's like your dick?
3: No, it's... (laughs) They told us. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? They're a Canadian, like, rock band. It still doesn't explain what the band name means. they, They were called something else, which was a weirder
5: name. It might have been it though. I mean, it might have been like a name they had from when they were young, and it was this stupid name. It but is they, stuck. But they took themselves really seriously though. So like, either they were stuck with the name, or like it means something that's like beyond
2: like. Well, it's like you guys take yourself really seriously when you can't spell motive.
5: Yeah. Well, I was literally fourteen, so I get a <laughs> pass on that one. I know, but yeah. they get they get it too yeah. after
2: they name their band after their dick.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember they were like they were like you know like their guitar player was like. Reading like Kafka books and stuff. Like, they were like, you know, intellectuals. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. They were so, intellectuals. Because they have a finger weapon. I mean, the, they were like music, crazy musicians, too. Like, yeah. the bass player, I remember being really good musician. Like, yeah, they were shredders.
5: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. They just played like alternative music. Yeah. So it was kind of out of our, we had like a little bit of a blind spot to that scene. Who's better, that guy or Steve Choi? Steve Choi, no, he's, Steve's better. I mean, he's a legit, like... Yeah, Steve's
3: a crazy guitar player. Yeah.
5: Shout out, Steve Choi. Yeah. Shredder. Yep. Yeah.
2: So, but anything else you notice? Like, it's just nice thing and stopped for showers? No, I mean... Because they're, they're towards the end of the road, so they're all bitter and jaded. Like yeah. we were, right?
3: Yeah, it was just a different... I mean, it was a different dynamic. It wasn't anything weird, you know... We were doing per M's. You know, they had been an established band. Yeah. For a long time. And
2: you were a fan. Yeah. So it's fun to get to see them, right?
3: Yeah. It was good to see them. You know, it was. It was I mean, it was definitely diff- a different dynamic. You know, we were playing bigger venues.
2: Yeah. Because so with us, I should explain. I, I can't believe I never explained this. We brought out Nick, who was on the phone just now. And then we brought out Albert. And, uh,. Nick was, like, kind of in charge of the merch because he was, like, really meticulous and responsible. And Albert was just kind of a roadie. Like, I don't know what your responsibilities were other than moshing, well, right? Because we told you... I remember we told you, you're like... We're like, you have to mosh for the first song and the last song yeah. of our set. And then a song of your choice in between. Yeah. Did you and choose if, the
5: same song every time? No. Yeah.
2: And then it was like, and if you don't do that, like, we're going to fucking leave you like <laughs> Tony. <laughs>
5: I helped load the trailer. I like, there, I like how there was a precedent for it. Like, we'll leave you like we did the other guy. I, I, helped, I helped load and unload the
3: trailer.
2: That's right. You did definitely, you and I would say you and Ryan did the majority of that, yeah, right? Yeah. Because Ryan was also a, a roadie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So,
5: did you, you did Roger already before?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah. Did, you, did he tell you about the when we got robbed in New York? Did he yes. tell that story? Yeah. Yeah. Albert would have a funny
3: take on yeah. that
2: one. Yeah, like and how it how it seems to me is that you just wouldn't even have thought that it was you getting robbed, right? It's just someone coming in the van, like
3: yeah, it was just so many people coming it's in, normal, and out. like yeah. someone
5: poking in for their hoodie or something. Yeah, I, it, I, it totally escapes me though. Like the amount of shit they took, it's like <laughs> you were it's sleeping, like
3: they're coming back to the van again. Like
5: they are, those guys must have been total pros because it was it must have all happened within like five minutes or something, and like.
3: Maybe less than that because everything was grabbable.
5: Yeah, my, relec- my recollection of it was that like it, it was like that sound that like when one of the bandmates comes in just to grab something like his yeah. toilet kit out of his bag real quick. Yeah, it felt like that. Like they were doing something, dude. They're like they probably had like a bucket
3: line. You
5: know what I mean? <laughs> they they did. mean? Like like <laughs> six crackheads like going to, into the alley and they were just like handing things off to the next guy. I mean, they, Cause
3: they it, were definitely <laughs> pros because they knocked out the the little thing for the key. Oh yeah, they did the screwdriver. Move? Yeah. Oh, it was locked.
5: I, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it was I was under the
2: assumption that. that it was unlocked. No,
3: they they popped it out. I mean, we popped it back in, but it was definitely like they knew what they were doing. They were Man, that seems
2: like it. that could have woken you up, too.
3: <laughs> now you should have woken <laughs> up. It, for but sure. it, it could have also sounded like some like someone's key going in, you know, and and you know, to be fair to Max, we were up a lot. You know, we were, we had a lot of late nights. You know, we are doing a lot of driving because mm-hmm. we're following a bus. Yeah. You know. You
2: guys were in a van following a bus. Oh, it was Andrew WK? Yeah.
3: That, that one was Andrew WK. Yeah. And yeah, we had already been on tour for, I mean, we did the first, that was like the, in the middle of the second tour we were on and it was, you know, already a couple months into touring. So we were all pretty tired. So him just, you know, sleeping, it wasn't, and it's New York, you know. One right. thing he didn't say, and we didn't go
2: into, is, like, who discovered that you guys had been robbed, and what was the
5: reaction? Well, my re- my recollection of that whole thing, too, is that when that was happening, I think the band, because Murphy's Law played that night, and so the rest of the band went to Manitoba's with the Murphy's Law guys. And they were there until, like, four in the morning or something. Yeah. And probably hammered when they got back to the van too. Yeah. So, like, it's all, like, pretty pretty hazy, you know, like, I, I remember, like, the, like, the one thing I remember is that it was, like, a slow realization of, like, what had happened. It's, like, you're looking for one thing, and then you're, like, fuck, where's that?
3: Yeah. Well, know? I think it was the manager, because he he had Can't, hit, yeah, he, yeah, he had his bag with his laptop and all his shit, because he flew in for that show.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> he showed
3: up just in time to get robbed. Yeah, so he's, like, he's, like, where's my backpack? Because, you know, it was time for him to go to his hotel. Yeah. Where's my backpack? And then we're, like... I don't know, it should be in there. Oh, well, where's this? Where's this? And it sucks, because, like, all of Matt's shit got stolen. Like, literally everything he owned uh. was in his bag. So, besides the clothes he had on, I had all my clean laundry taken. Like, there was an maybe an Xbox taken, games, and then... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jeremy... <laughs> if you're looking for Xbox games, uh,
3: Thorns will sell them back to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeremy thought that he had all his stuff stolen too Uh so he's bummed he's like oh all my stuff got stolen you know a wedding picture of his wife at the time and like a leather jacket a lighter that his friend had given him like, all the stuff that he thought was gone. And throughout the tour, he kept finding it.
5: So it was just, <laughs> Yeah, he got everything back. Yeah, he literally got
3: everything back. Like, oh, I found my picture. It was just under the seat. Oh, I found the lighter. So you
2: see, he got to, like, be a part of all the sympathy in the beginning. But yeah. then, like, inevitably got all his shit back.
3: So Max is just sitting there pissed. Cause, like, yeah, well, like, a, the shirt is too big for me because I had to borrow it from someone. or like, Yeah. It's just, like a freebie from one of the bands. And Jeremy's just, like, stoked because he's finding stuff in the van like, oh dude my jacket it was here the whole time <laughs> like oh nothing ended up getting taken from me what is it what is it was <laughs> it his
5: giant size lighter <laughs> no it was a <laughs> you remember that That thing actually worked that giant zippo he had a zippo that's like six <laughs> inches tall and it's just one of those random things he you, you would find somewhere that would be yeah. so
2: funny if he thought that was gone and then,
5: oh, hey, here it is under the seat. I got <laughs> it. It's like, I right. mean, the
2: ultimate rub in. Like, I know. Oh, somehow Zippo's safe and I lost all my shirts. But that's yeah. like, that's wild that he took, like, clothes. They but just grabbed everything. Just bags. Everyone's
5: got, like, a some story of getting robbed. And, like, that's, like, a pretty mild st- The only thing that makes that story interesting is the fact that we were actually asleep in the van when they, like, stole everything. But, we got, like, we got it pretty easy besides... I'm sure the manager's laptop was covered in stuff anyway, but, like, like like what, Strung Out got robbed a few years ago, and they literally, like... <laughs> the story I heard about this is, like, the band pulled up to their hotel, and every single person got out of the van and walked in, and someone just got in and drove off.
2: <laughs> so they, they literally
5: just took everything. Their trailer with all their gear in it, and, like... So we got off pretty easy, if you think about it. Yeah,
2: I've heard, yeah. like, a bunch of stuff of people's, like, trailers getting st- stolen and shit, but I... <laughs> I just don't have that much sympathy for that. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you... Like, okay, you're getting lazy and, like, trusting that you can just leave your trailer at a gas station. Yeah. And, like, going off. Like, you know, we had someone sleep in the van every single night. Like, there was no taking it off. And sometimes that sucked because it's, like... It's hot. Yeah, yeah, it's hot as fuck. You know, you can't have the AC on all night. And it's, like, you might be staying at, like, a sick crash pad Mm -hmm. and everyone else is going to fucking... You know, watch, like, fucking Total Recall and something. And you got to fucking, you're on van duty that night and have to, like, sweat it out in the van by yourself. It was usually me and Ryan.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it was usually me and Ryan because a lot of people had pets. Yeah.
3: So, Ryan, by default, because he was allergic to animals. Mm -hmm. So, it was like, oh, I'm going there.
2: That was always my favorite is, like, if we showed up somewhere and it's like, fuck, yeah, they got a cat.
0: I'm not in the van.
2: (laughs) You know? I remember, where the fuck were we? We stayed after that, uh... That suicide file show in like where it just seemed like it was like kind of a sketchy neighborhood in Boston, and so we had like we if yeah. basically we'd always have one person sleep in the van, and then if the area seems sketchy, we'd have two people sleep in.
5: Yeah. you know, it's like well, we might need another body to fight off whatever's coming. We used to do. We used to always, no matter what, we'd back the trailer up against like a a wall. Yeah, and that way it's like. You couldn't even unhook it and move because I think that's a move that people do is they just unhook the trailer and yeah. drive off with it. Absolutely. And so it's like as long as you have that wall behind the trailer. For any touring bands who're listening to this, like yeah. that's like the move, you know. Yeah.
2: Well, I think a lot of people just disconnect the trailer because they're lazy. Like if you want to find parking and shit, oh, uh, and
5: they'll just like put it off in the corner of a parking lot with yeah. a free sign on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, right. what,
3: what they do, what the, I think what they do is just they just double park, you know, in a parking spot. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just like at a hotel, someone could easily just be like, yeah, All you right, go and pop it off. Yep, here you go. Yeah, you know they can break off a lock easily. Yeah,
5: yeah. I mean, there's only like a few rules in touring to like keep yourself from getting in trouble, and like that's like one of them is just like don't leave stuff in the van, and yeah, you know, yeah. That's like I, now that like I, I, whenever I see a touring van on the road, you know right away, and so it's like everyone, every band on tour is wearing a giant sign on their back that's saying like, here's like a. a Bunch of free shit right here. Like they got like, stickers all over the windows and they're pulling the trailer and there's like some guy with like, you know, g- green hair, like driving. And it's like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to score if we rob that thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <it's>, like, <laughs> undoubtedly.
2: <laughs> uh, I know it's surprising that it hasn't happened to more people, right? Like just get robbed. Mm-hmm. Like you think that like what, that's actually a pretty good little like criminal racket. Is like look through the fucking papers, see when the shows are coming, and just like follow these people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like from the club. At
3: the same time, there's going to be people that don't have shit. You know, you're going to go through all this work, potentially get caught. That's true. That's true. Like, let's just say I'm a
2: dude, and I'm fucking. I'm trying to follow the headlining band home, but like, how do you know when four vans leave? Like, you might be (laughs) following the opener. (laughs) God damn it, (laughs) the opener. Like they just drive to the house. It's like two miles away. You're all fuck.
3: But the crazy thing is, it's like, there's the off chance that you get shattered realm, and you're trying to break into their fucking van. <laughs> you know, those dudes don't give a is fuck. Was that like, like tough guys or something? Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're crazy like New York, New Jersey. Like They're dudes. Philly, right? Or, yeah, some Philly. Philly. New well, Jersey. some Philly, New Jersey. Yeah. But like, they're all crazy dudes. They don't give a fuck, dude. Like, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, like, they don't, they'll stab you. Yeah. You know, so it's just like. Allegedly. No, they're. They're pretty crazy. Yeah, allegedly. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't remember
5: anything from touring. (laughs) I know. I feel
2: like I've gone through it all. Yeah. And also, too much touring kills too many brain cells. So, I can't remember everything. I know. I lean on guys
5: like you, Albert, to remember everything. So, if there's anything good, it's up to you to bring it up because I'm like, I'm like at a loss here.
3: (laughs) Oh, we did. I mean,. The difference was, I mean, yeah, you know, the establishment, we did per diems, we... I feel like, but I feel like In Control did
5: fun stuff, like, on tour. Like, yeah, you guys no, would go, like, like, jump off of bridges
3: and, like... No, like, yeah, we definitely did a lot of, like, I mean, we had a time to kill, you know, we weren't on a set schedule. We were the headliner, so we were doing stuff in between. We were going to roller coasters, you know, with us, it was, like... On a time, you know, you had, had to be
2: there at like 3 p.m. or something, right? Yeah. For a sound check,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. We had to yeah. be there to load in, you know, and get ready and do all this stuff. So it was the professionalism, you know, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I think that's how Roger sums it up.
2: He's fucked up doing these episodes because, like, they're kind of on a delay. Like, the Roger episode comes out in two days, mm-hmm. but it was funny because he talks about starting touring with you guys. He's like, you know, when I started touring, that's when I realized, like, You know, there was a time that we were supposed to show up, and usually you'd show up, and there was some like really, there was always someone really angry with you for being late. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like show up and get yelled at. I think he was talking about warp tours, like show up, get yelled at by the guy that says you're supposed to be here. Yeah, you're supposed
5: to be here at this time and over there. You know, or any of the package tours too was like there was always like some like some kind of a driver. You know, like the tour manager was always kind of hard on you it's like working construction or something it's like you're gonna get haze no matter what you do yeah like, like if they tell you to go faster then if you go faster it's like we'll do it better you know
3: <laughs> <laughs> but then if you show up too early you have to like sit there and wait you know it's like oh you're too early go do something yeah you know so it's just kind of like okay well now we have to figure out what to do for two hours yeah there's a lot of hurry up and wait for sure yeah
2: go play spades dude yeah Fuck yeah that's we, like the majority of what I
5: <laughs> I think what we did on tour was sit
2: and talk about or Starbucks and play Spades. Yeah. Like, free air conditioning and refills and entertainment.
3: Well, we had, uh, we had Xbox Ones on one of the vans. Yeah, two TVs. Uh, my brain was melted after that tour. Yeah, and Roger sorry, wasn't... I couldn't even close my mouth all the way. Yeah, Roger wasn't <laughs> a video game guy, so he would do the driving.
5: <laughs> we were just playing Halo yeah. for like nine hours at a time. Yeah. Yo, Roger, you want to drive?
3: Sure, yeah, that was not the most you know, I mean, you guys let loose a lot after that, you know, on those tours, it was just kind of like, all right, fuck it, let's go do this,
2: <laughs> yeah, you guys knew what your like your expectations had been tempered by then, right? you weren't with like it wasn't like going to the second album with Pat, like trying to like we're gonna maybe break through or something like
5: yeah, we're if you're going on your emotions, I think
2: well, if you're on your third tour off. The third record, you kind of know where you're landing.
5: Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's like, then you said you were able to have some fun. Like you'd blow through the band money and shit.
5: Yeah, we kind of like just stop giving a fuck at that point.
3: Yeah, we'd go eat Waffle House, <laughs> really treat ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is on. This is on the band. Cool. So we'd spend. You could like, even get
5: smothered. Yeah, and
3: covered, and diced if you. Yeah, want. We, sure can get them yeah. add-ons. We, we spent probably like fifty, sixty bucks at Waffle House between five guys. Which is like a total schmorgasbord yeah. there. So we were just going crazy. You well, know?
2: in the south, is the best. Like you know, you, they have them in like Phoenix and shit. Yeah, you know? but it's like a normal like restaurant. Now in the
5: south, like you're, you will actually run into like a, a cat, like a a couple, like line dancing to the jukebox in there. Like, yeah, and I feel like everything cheap. is la
2: carte and ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. You know, although that's a that's a perspective that's twenty years old. <laughs> well, I mean, it <laughs> used
3: to be. That's the thing. It used to be really cheap. You yeah. know, you can get a triple hash brown for. Two bucks. Yeah.
5: I also kind of like that That mid... Like, the... How all the diners out there still smell like cigarettes. And so, like, you kind of walk in and it's that smell of, like, coffee and cigarettes and, like, breakfast. I yeah. don't know. Like, that's, like, a... That's, like, a thing you don't, like,
3: experience anymore. But, like, at 10 o'clock at night?
5: Yeah. <laughs> all, all hours. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. All right. My is good. What other stories do we got for No Motive?
2: That might be it. Like, actually... Man, I thought our bands were fun, and they were kind of boring after all. A little bit. This was like just all a waste of time, dude. Mm-hmm. I should have gotten my masters.
5: Fuck, you know, <laughs> You're, we were too busy like, 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 it, like experience, like being feeling positive about it, and not being psychopath. You know, like we toured a lot of bands that are crazy, but it's like I feel like they it's just a big blur for them. It's like at least we yeah. got to like, and, like you guys did cool shit, which is it, like that's you took advantage of the fact you were traveling everywhere, and that's all that matters
2: but I think that that's like important and I think bands should do that, especially if like you're not on a time schedule. If you can, if you have the ability, you don't have to get to the show till like six or even if you are on a time schedule, you gotta get there three, like leave early, like whatever. Cause you're driving through like America's fucking sick, dude. It's got like every different type of fucking, you know, topography, mm-hmm. right? You can be in the mountains, you can be in the desert. You can be like, all over the fucking place and it's like it's a goddamn shame if you travel the country and don't like do something cool Just like play
5: Halo the whole time
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of psycho right although like in your defense like Halo is like brand new and like super sick like I mean I remember like Tony Hawk Pro Skater coming out and being like this is all I want to do Yeah, like for months right so it's like I mean, imagine that first month, like, that's you playing Halo. Like, it yeah. happens, mm-hmm. you know? Or fucking, oh, Family Guy just came out on DVD. Well, I know what I'm doing the next three days, yeah. Yeah. you know? We like
5: been like, ten years of touring and seeing <laughs> the landscape. It's kind
2: yeah. of, all right. yeah, yeah. It's like, but I just think that if, I don't know, if you're young and, like, you're driving in the area and it's like there's a little bit of snow over there, like, fucking go sled it. Right? Yeah.
5: You and know, we'll like. Fucking tackle a snowman. It's
2: free. Yeah, go <laughs> fucking make a snowman and kick his fucking head off, yeah. you know, like. I don't know. Uh, Some of the stuff was dumb. Like, we shouldn't have walked on the lakes and stuff. No. But that was fun as
5: fuck. I just mean, like, when people tell tour stories, it's usually about a fight they got into. Yeah, which is lame. Or uh, shenanigans or whatever. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I remember one time we, like, thrashed a dressing room. And I felt like such a dumbass after I did it. I was like, well, like, I tried to do the, the, the... John Bonham thing and I just feel like an, an asshole yeah I well, said I feel in, like yeah. I tried to be John Bonham but I, I ended up feeling like the guy from LA Guns <laughs> <laughs> exactly I just felt like a foo you know yeah so I mean you get a little bit of that out of your system and you start realizing what, what kind of opportunities there are
3: yeah I had an unfair assessment though of no motive because I caught him at the later days you know where I was just kind of like okay whatever we're just gonna do whatever it takes to, to get us there yeah, but you wouldn't say we were jaded, right? Did we act like no, jaded? No, no. Huh? No, but let's it was see. just kind of like, whatever. Like, you know, let's just not argue. Let's just do it this way. And yeah. that way it's done. Don't ask too many questions. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> Jer- Jeremy wanted to get a per diem for a leather jacket. So <laughs> so we got that. I
5: love how that comes up in like
3: every. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy wanted a per diem for a tattoo. We did that. <laughs> That's sick though.
2: Yeah, I think that that would have been a good idea, huh? Per diem for a tattoo and get a get a tour tattoo.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. we did that. I got one. Max got one in Houston. <laughs> no, I didn't get one in Houston. Yeah, you did. We got it together. It, it must have rubbed off because I don't oh, have it. it. What? I thought you did. We went we went together because I, I got the Misfits tattoo. I remember
5: that, but I didn't get tattooed that day. I went with. Okay. You. Yeah. I thought you had. Uh, no solidarity, man. I'm sorry. Ah, oh, that sucks.
2: Yeah. Well, touring is cool. Everyone should do it. And uh, stay positive.
5: <laughs> <laughs> don't thrash the dressing room. Don't thrash
2: the dressing room like that fucking food from LA Guns.
3: <laughs> if you're from Oxnard, don't be a fool. Follow my clothing. Death Ray's clothing. Oh yeah. Let's, oh, yeah. Let's
2: get a shout for that. Why don't you say it better? Like say it so people can understand it for real. Yeah, right. you're where like they, where mumbling. Stuff, like yeah, deathraysclothing.com.
3: Yeah, go to deathraysclothing.com. If you're from Oxnard, follow me, and Instagram deathraysclothing. Why is it only from Oxnard? Wait, yeah, you can only buy it if you're from Oxnard. No, but oh. support me if you're from Oxnard.
2: Oh yeah, okay. Definitely pay Albert's light bill it. if you live in Oxnard. Yeah, gotta buy a shirt. Yeah, pick up yeah. a shirt. But if you're in El Paso and you want to look sick, you can also go to if death race an, yeah. com.
5: If you're anywhere. yeah, I bought a sweatshirt. Yeah. But I was <laughs> here in San Diego, so I think I'm going to return it now. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Not allowed.
2: Yeah. 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 com. Handle business. Yep. All right.